0: You're listening to Boston Needs to Know on WBCA 102.9 FM, a show highlighting local Boston news. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Boston Needs to Know. I'm Kelly Ransom.
1: And I'm Faith Maffidon. Does this Boston Needs to Know look a little different to you?
0: Yes, it does. This week we are changing the format of this show to begin preparing for the launch of BNN News on Thursday, June 2nd.
1: Starting June 2nd, the news will be live on BNN every Monday and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. And while there won't be any more episodes of Boston Needs to Know, Kelly and I will be bringing you all of the top stories of the week live from Studio B in Angleston Square.
0: We hope you enjoy this new format and get to know Faith, our co-anchors, and myself a little bit more before we launch BNN News. So sit back. Relax.
1: And enjoy this week's episode of Boston Needs to Know.
0: We'll see you soon on BNN News. The, the vibe, vibe of Boston. Boston. The Green New Deal for Boston Public Schools will accelerate work to decarbonize the city's building sector while delivering much needed improvements to environmental health, justice, and safety for BPS students, families, and educators. School construction, renovation, and retrofit projects will support citywide climate action while also building community resilience to extreme weather events. To learn more about the Green New Deal for Boston Public Schools, you can visit www.boston.gov. Backslash education we are officially launching the Green New Deal for Boston Public Schools. This plan will <laughs> This plan will bring major new construction and renovation projects to our school facilities and increase the pace of district-wide upgrades like renovating bathrooms planting school gardens installing water fountains the projects we're proposing right now represent more than $2 billion of additional city investment. But we're not here to focus on a number. We're here to focus on the impacts and to make sure that we have that impact touch every single school community, every neighborhood in Boston. That $2 billion will continue to grow year after year as new projects enter the pipeline.
1: Boston's art scene is an abundance of riches. Kelly had the pleasure of speaking with Heishan Da Silva Rumi in this Boston Center for the
0: Arts interview. Boston's vibrant arts community is blessed to have a space to create at the Boston Center for the Arts, a performing arts complex in the south end. Today I am chatting with Hishan De silva Mooney about some exciting events coming up at the BCA. Welcome, Hishan.
2: Thank you for having me, Kelly. How are this you doing is... today? I'm well, I'm well.
0: So what is your role specifically with Boston Center for the Arts?
2: Um, I I have a fancy title. It's called the Senior Director of Marketing and Communications. But honestly, um, the team that I have um, of two extremely talented um, people, um, Julia and Chloe, they're actually the the ones that uh, we should all be very thankful for in general. Um, What I try to do is to... Um, both market um, our events and really um, get Boston Center for the Arts mission uh, out into the the rest of the world, particularly amongst um, Boston artists.
0: What is that mission?
2: So really at the core of it, um, what we're trying to do at Boston Center for the Arts BCA is to support working artists um, create, perform and exhibit new works. And we also try to help develop new audiences and really connect the arts to the community. Um, Although we are physically in the South End, it's the whole complex um, that includes, uh, you know, the Calderwood, the BCA Plaza Theatres, the Mills Gallery, the Cyclorama, which is where my office is. Um, Wonderful space. One of the things that we really are very focused in on is actually like going beyond our walls. Um, there's a reason that Boston is in our title. We are Boston Center for the Arts, and, and we're really primarily concerned with helping um, artists um, both, in, I know emerging is a problematic word, but um, new and, and established um, artists really develop their work. And um, there are many um, amazing art schools uh, that, and, and non-formal forms of education where artists enter. And then there's like the really established
3: mm-hmm. um,
2: exhibitions that you see, um, particularly in Boston and throughout the country. We stand in the middle. We help people move and inspire themselves to really create, and develop work um, over a lifetime. Um, And we are very, very clear in not asking for um, specific uh, products at the end Mm. of those days um, through our uh, residency programs that generally run anywhere from five days all the way to two or three years with us.
0: Wow, what are some of those programs?
2: So one of them is called um, the Activate Residency, which is open to uh, BIPOC artists in Boston. Um, and they are given the, the, the Cyclorama um, as a, a stage, really, for site-specific um, work that they can just explore an idea with. Um, and we've had that program running um we're gonna be entering the second year of of that residency. We've already had, let me see, I think we've had about four um, Activate Residencies this year Uh um, already, and we're gonna be moving uh, more folks in uh, next year as well. Um, There's the BCA Studio Residency, the ASB, um, the Artist Studio Building um, is really a set of, artist studios, work in the artist studios. Um, we have a two to three year um, residency program where they come and deal with what's in their heart and make it happen. Um, and um, th- that's a, a very fundamental part of what we do. Um, we have 17 uh, artists currently in wow. this cohort. Um, There will be a further, I believe, 34 or 35 coming in next year as well. Um, And what we're trying to do is to create um, artists who come, who produce their work, and then they become our alumni. And really, we're trying to build uh, or continue to build a really vibrant arts community throughout Boston um, and also, frankly, fight gentrification, through this because um, artist spaces are so much in demand and are uh, just frankly disappearing. And what yes. we're trying to do is to like really help um, the artist community have a breath, have a space for them to create. We also have the Boston Dance Makers Residency um, for Two Dances, which is a year long program that we do in collaboration with the Boston Dance Alliance. Um, this year, we've got two amazing um, dancers, uh, Kimberly Holman and Laura Sanchez. Both of them are going to be performing um, their, their works that they're producing currently um, at BCA in June. Uh, awesome. So I, I would definitely recommend going and visiting our website, uh, bostonarts.org, um, and you can find our calendar there as well. And then we also have um, theater residents um, wow. and music residents as well. So it's a it's a pretty uh, amazing uh, collection of folks. The Fresh Ink Theater is one of our current residents. We've just had Castles of Our Skins um, come through the um, our residency program, and the Artists Theatre of Boston um, are another. Amazing existing a bunch. We are unbelievably lucky to have such extraordinarily talented people uh, in Boston and what our mission uh, at BCA is to like really provide them the space and the the resources um, to produce what they produce. Um, we're a member-powered organization. Um, so this is truly a community effort and we're also really trying very very sincerely and seriously to make sure that we are like redefining art um, as not white only not extremely affluent only mm-hmm. um, not in a nice goal frame um, i i right. i know that for many people, that is an impression that Boston gives off when we talk about Boston arts in one sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and Boston just isn't that. We, we have such an incredibly vibrant artist culture from uh, cultures that really have been um, here for generations. We just simply don't celebrate them in the way that um, we do with other um, other cultural traditions and artistic traditions. And that's what we're here for at BCA.
0: It's so important for there to be spaces for artists, especially post-pandemic. We lost so many creative absolutely. spaces. We've lost a lot of artist housing. So it's great that there's somewhere for them yeah. to go. I'm wondering um, what like age range do you work with? Is it anyone or?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's... Artists become artists throughout their lives. uh, And we are really here for um, people who are um, both young and old, and in my case, uh, mid-century modern. Um, So I think that this is really, um, we're really concerned about um, bringing artists' talents to the full realization that um, they ought to be. Um, and we um, are also just really blessed in having um, programmatic staff who are just extraordinarily talented in um, in really making connections within the artists' communities, um, and really so much of our programming um, is very much a part of that. Um, we've had um, one of our other residencies is called the Run of Mills, um, where we give the Mills Gallery over. Um, for a very limited period of time. Um, Lila Franklin came and performed a, a piece um, recently. We'll have another one um, with Emily Beatty that is happening at the beginning of July. Um, and on top of that, um, we had, um, we have a series called the one-to-one curatorial, which is one artist and one curator presenting a five week run. Wow. Um, at the mills, um, um, Mitsuka Berry um, and um, uh, Sienna Kwame were the, um, uh, were the two folks who presented Mitsuka. Um, I hope that they don't mind me saying so. It's 21. Um, and um, honestly, I wish I was as wise now as as they are. Um, at 21, because it was just such a, an incredibly terrific show. Um, and that's the, that's the type of folks that we um, really want to encourage, um, is just artists who are developing their work. And it doesn't matter what age you are.
0: That's amazing. That's so special. So let's talk about all these events you have coming up, because yep. I want to make sure everybody knows what's going on at the BCA.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got a major exi- exhibition um, by Daniela, uh, Danielle Abrams, and uh, Mary Ellen Strom called "Rights Along the Shore," which is running through May twenty eighth, um, and it is um, open Wednesdays through Saturdays, one to six in the Mills Gallery, um, and it examines the history of desegregation efforts around um, public swimming pools and beaches, including Carson Beach. Um, And it's such an extraordinarily important um, work to see, and it's such an incredibly important conversation Mm -hmm. that Boston needs to have in terms of our history of of segregation and desegregation. There's also, um, most of it are video pieces as well as, as photography, Um, There's one conversation between um, Alicia Baez, who is a um, a Roxbury resident who went to high school in Southie. Um, They're both in their 20s. So this is not just about the 70s, but it's also about our present um, Boston. Um, And Caitlin Murphy, who um, grew up in Southie, went to school in Roxbury um, as well. And that conversation um, is something that we just have to witness, um, and it's. The, I think we've tried very hard to grapple with our very complicated and sad history of, of um, segregation and racism. Mm-hmm. That conversation, for me, is one of the most um, riveting and healing that I've ever seen in this in uh, in this place. Um, On top of that, we've got something called Hella Black, which is happening on June 4th. It is um, the live mixtape volume four Pride edition. So this is the fourth time that we're doing this. um, And it's um, an unashamed celebration of Black culture. We have four, um, six, forgive me, terrific um, Black artists, um, Black queer artists who are coming to perform dancers, rappers, um, poets, um, and it's just an unabashed celebration of Hella Black, which is curated by um, uh, Lindsay um, Allen Cox, who um, many of you may know um, in in, uh, theater circles uh, in Boston as well. It's just gonna be absolutely terrific, Um, June 2nd. And then we've got as I mentioned, the two dance performances, yeah. Kimberly Holman um, is um, coming up with a work that she's presenting called Common Circus, which is happening June 9th to June 11th. Um, and then Laura Sanchez, um, who is a performance, uh, a flamenco performer, choreographer, educator. Mm-hmm. Um, she is um, performing something called After Dark, um, and both of them, um, June 23rd to June 25th. Um, and I hope that you all can come. Um, it's, it's just, um, an embarrassment of riches over here. And it's just this bountiful, um, um, uh, um, bunch of things to like really look forward to the, um, the BCA studio residents, the 17 inaugural um, residents this year are also hold, uh, holding a pop-up um, show, uh, the reception for it.
0: Uh, the funnest uh, part, um, no. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, I was about to say wicked fun and I yeah. <laughs> just that, wow, I am a Bostonian. Um, the, it's gonna be a wicked fun time. June 8th, um, as well as, as when the opening is the night before, which is a Thursday, Kimberly's show is on, um, opens on, um, June 9th as well. And, uh, so much, uh, on the BCA website, um, bostonarts.org.
0: Excellent. And are you all on social media and all that?
2: Yes, absolutely. We are on, uh, Instagram, um, boss center, um, for arts, um, and on Twitter, and on Facebook, um, and on LinkedIn, we're even on <laughs> Twitch. Um, so, oh, wow. <laughs> yep, we we <laughs> live stream uh, many of the things that we do. Um, I, I do want to just give a, also a shout out to um, the fact that we also have rental spaces. So not only do we try and support individual artists who are either exhibiting or are our residents. Um, We also provide um, rehearsal spaces. We have the theaters for rent, um, including places in the Calderwood Pavilion, um, the BCA um, Theater and the Black Box as well. That's Um,
0: incredible. There's not enough of that in the city. So it's wonderful.
2: Not at all, and we're building um, something called Studio Four Fourteen currently, which is a dance-specific rehearsal space, which I believe is the only place in Boston that is like that. Um, so we're really um, here for um, for artists who want to come and um, rent our spaces as well um, as the formal programming that we also have.
0: That's so exciting. Um, I'm so happy to have you on today to talk about all these great things. And um, if anyone would like to learn more their website, you can also go to bnmedia.org and we'll have it linked up. Um, Thank you, Hishan, for being here.
2: Not at all, Kelly.
0: (laughs) BNN News. I'm Kelly
1: Ransom. BNN News has a whole new team of anchors that we want you to meet.
0: That's right, and it's not just Faith and myself. We also have co-anchors Mike Monahan and Melida Arredondo joining us for some broadcasts. Let's get to know our
1: BNN News anchors.
0: My name is Kelly Ransom, and I am a lifelong Bostonian. I live in Jamaica Plain with my cats Pickle and Rick, and for fun, I write poetry and sing karaoke. I am so grateful to be the news director at BNN, um, for the news, obviously. And um, in that role, I'm on the air as an anchor, but I'm also behind the scenes collecting stories and leading the team and working with everyone to put the show together every day. I'm very excited to cover stories that shine an even brighter light on the housing crisis in Boston. I think uh, there needs to be more talk of affordable housing and what that really is and what development is going to do and is doing to our city my hope for the future of bnn news is that we become the most well-known news show locally but then also nationally i would love for us to be the best news show on a peg access channel in america
3: well my name is Melida Arredondo, and i currently live in Roslindale, I've lived in many places in Boston uh, so in that way I know the way around town. Uh, I'm originally from New York, New York, born in Manhattan and I spent much of my younger days in New York. Came to Boston for college, stayed, a lot of people do that. I, as stated, my, I like politics, I like the politics, the local, okay? The stuff that goes on um, in the White House currently. And I also want to focus on the Latino community. Um, I want to talk about anything related to the Latino community. I feel like the Latino community is not getting discussed as much as um, other communities, uh, and that we are here. And uh, it's for good things and some challenging times that, we're, that the community is going through, I believe BNN will make a pre- become a presence in Boston, just like the politicas like to go to. You know, they make the rounds with the local radio and TV stations. We must. This is a must-go-to place to be on to be on air. <music>